0: Today on Bold Steps Weekend, Mark Job gives us encouragement to run the race.
1: I have to obey God and quit postponing obedience. I need to make God my priority. I can't live for myself. I need to put Him at the center. He has to be number one.
0: Many of us have had a clear picture of God's plan for our lives, but then something happened and we got off track. Discouragement and distraction set in and we put off what we were called to do. So how do we get back on track and run the race set before us? Welcome to the new Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago, and he's also president of Moody Bible Institute. I'm Wayne Shepard. Today, as we continue our studying the book of Haggai, we're going to be looking at how the prophet restored God's vision to the people's hearts and minds. And with any luck, Mark's message will be the tailwind you need from the Spirit to push you in the direction that God is calling you to go. The series is called Fully Devoted, and if you've missed any message so far, catch up online at boldstepsweekend.org. But right now, with our message titled, It's Not Over Yet, here's our Bible teacher, Mark Job.
1: You need to understand that your unfinished business, that your procrastination, that you're putting it off, it has ripple effects into your life. That, some, that you're losing something by not obeying. You're losing something by postponing obedience. You're losing something the longer you wait. And so the prophet says to the people in verse 5, Now this is what the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. The Living Translation says, look at at what's happening to you. In other words, check out your life. Examine your life. Look at the mess that you've gotten yourself into. Pause for a moment to examine what's happening in your life by postponing obedience by not finishing what I've asked you to finish, by not moving forward with those things that I've called you to do, look what's happening to your life. And he says, you've planted much, but you've harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you're never full. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. You earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in them. Come on, is someone listening to this here today? You know what God says? God says, because you've postponed, because you haven't put me as a priority, then I have taken my favor away from you, and I've made your, heart, your life harder because I'm not at the center You're working and working and working, but it seems like you're spinning your wheels and not getting ahead. You think that this is gonna fulfill you and you chase after it, but you're more empty than you ever were before. You've thrown yourself in your jobs to try to gain prosperity, and it seems like, hey, I'm making more money than I've ever made before. You put it in your pockets, and it's like you have holes in your pockets. You ever had a hole in your pocket? Put something in. It's like, hey, where was it? It's like it's going in and going out. You're not saving any of it. You're not keeping anything. Basically, what he tells them is because you have not put me at the center, because you've postponed obedience. Now you, you're you're not. It's not working out the way you thought it would work. You pursued after your own things, but as you pursue after your own things, the more you pursue them, the emptier you are. The more you chase after them, the less fulfilling they are. The more you succeed, it feels like the more success evaporates from you. So you're working, you're stressed, you're pursuing, but you're less filled than you ever were in life because you have not put me first. He says to them, listen, Verse 9, you expect much. These are people that are following God. These are not unbelievers. These are not agnostics. These are not people that have turned their back on God. There are people that claim to follow God. People that are showing up to worship on Sundays. He says, listen, you expect much, but see, it turned out to be little. Come on. What you brought home, I blew away. You expected a lot. I got this job. Finally. I worked so hard for this. And you expected that it would get you ahead a lot. You expected that you would have a lot left over because finally you got that promotion, finally you got that raise, finally the salary's up, and you come home and you try to put it, and it seems like it's just blown away by the wind. You try to stash it together. Aha, here it is, and whoo! it's gone. And you say, why? And God says, I did that. God says, I blew it away. It didn't say, it blew away. God says, I blew it away. Can I tell you something? Sometimes, sometimes God frustrates you in your progress towards success. Sometimes it's God who's blowing it away sometimes it's god who's saying no i'm not going to let you advance sometimes it's god who's saying you're going to spin your wheels and spin them as hard as you can and not see progress sometimes it's god that's saying i'm going to let you work real 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 hard and you're going to end up worse than what you were when you worked real hard sometimes it's god you say well pastor why would god do that because sometimes god has to let us not succeed So when we're tired and worn out, we finally stop and we look to the heaven and we say, God, what are you doing? And God says, I'm trying to get you to put me first. You're out there blaming it on the devil. Oh, that devil keeps keeps me uh, from succeeding. That devil didn't give me a promotion. That devil's taking all my money. That devil's not. Oh, that devil. I rebuke you, devil. And God said, don't rebuke the devil. I did it. (laughs) I did it for you. I did it so you wouldn't continue to pursue things and not put me first. I did it so that you would wake up one day and realize, hey, listen. I have to obey God and quit postponing obedience. I need to make God my priority. I can't live for myself. I need to put him at the center. He has to be number one. These people were frustrated, and God said, I frustrated you. These people were discouraged, and God said, I did that to you. You know, there's something about the favor of God on our life. It doesn't mean that everything goes without a hitch, but there's something about the favor of God upon our life. Not too long ago, I was traveling to a conference that I was speaking to in Europe, and I had to fly from Chicago to Madrid. And the pilot got on the intercom system, and he said, I have good news for you today. Normally, the flight across the Atlantic is eight hours from Chicago O'Hare Airport to Barajas, Madrid. And he said, I have have news for you. We're going to get to Madrid early, probably about 45 minutes early. And I thought, wow, that's nice. He says, because we have a, get it, we have a tailwind. And the tailwind is going to push us when you have a tailwind, it means that you have a wind that's blowing in the same direction that you're going. It means that you have to use less, less effort and you get further with less effort. It means that you don't have to use as much fuel and you you push forward. It means that there's you're not fighting, you're just flowing. It means that you're going faster than the effort that you're putting in. It means you're going further than what you're working at putting in. That's when you have a tailwind. I look at the favor of God like that. You still have to put in your effort. You still have to, but you, but there's something about the favor of God that pushes us forward. And there's some times where God says, I'm going to give you a tailwind. And there's other times where God's saying, I'm going to give you a headwind against where you're going. It's going to take longer. It's going to be harder. Because I want you to realize, I want you to look to the heavens, and I want you to say, God, I need you. I can't do it without you. I need to put you at the center of my life and what I do. Matthew six thirty three: Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Jesus said and all these things will be added to you as well." So not only if we're gonna finish well, not only do we need to decide to stop postponing and determine to move forward in our obedience, we also need to understand the ripple effects of procrastination, spiritual procrastination. But number three, if we're to move to the finish, We need to grasp a vision of a preferred, God-given future. You see, I believe that a lot of people bail out and they quit when the vision fades. Proverbs says, without a vision, my people perish. Without a clear, defined, preferred vision of the future, we lose motivation. Without a sense of our destiny, we stop working. Most people that I talk to that are depressed, get depressed when they lose hope in the future. They start to believe nothing's gonna change, and am I willing to live this way for another five years? And their energy is zapped from them. People become unmotivated and lethargic When they lose a vision, a personal, God given vision for their life and for their future. Husbands stop struggling for the well being and improvement of their marriage when they've lost hope that their marriage will ever change. Addicts stop going to 12 step programs and talking to their accountability person when they lose. A vision that they can be whole and well and drug free. People accept poverty in their lives when they feel like they can never dig themselves out of it. People drop out of school when they feel like I'll never graduate can't see myself getting a diploma, walking down the aisle, getting a job, and so they bail out and give up on any type of improvement or success in their life because they've lost a vision of the future. For the believer, it's the same thing. For the church, it's the same thing. A people without a vision don't strive. A people without a vision, everybody does their own thing. A church without a vision is an unmotivated church. A people without a clear sense of where God is calling them is a church that just does the minimal. Doesn't work, doesn't move, doesn't push forward. And Haggai was speaking to the people of Israel. They had lost a vision of their future. They had the vision that they once had had become blurred. God had called them to the city to say, rebuild Jerusalem. Start with the temple. Rebuild my temple, my house of worship. Rebuild the walls of this city. Rebuild your homes. Rebuild commerce. Rebuild the families. May there be laughter in the streets once again. May there be prosperity amongst us. May we, may we worship God once again. May this be a place where the presence of God dwells in a powerful place. May there be um, marriages that happen, children that are born, laughter that, that echoes throughout the streets, people that are worshiping God, harmony that flows in this place, but they have lost the vision of a Jerusalem that could be restored by God. Let me ask you a question. Have you lost your vision? Have you lost the picture of a preferred future that God is calling you to? Have you stopped believing that God can do it? That the circumstances can change? That you can be a cycle breaker and legacy maker? Has the vision become fuzzy? unclear, foggy. The Bible says that after Haggai challenged these people then the verse 13 says, then Haggai the Lord's messenger gave them the message of the Lord to the people and God said hey, if you get back on target, put me at the center, continue with the vision that I've called you to, the Lord said I am with you. Let me tell you, I've prayed this over and over as a pastor of this church. I've got on my knees. I've cried out to God. I've said, God, I'll do it if you're with us. But God, if you're not with us, I don't want to be in ministry. If you don't go before us, count me out, Lord. Because if your presence is with us, all things are possible. When you're amongst us, healings happen. When you're here, God's salvation occurs. When you're here, you open up doors. When you're here, nothing can stand against us, God. But if you're not with us, God, I'm out of here if you're not with us. I need your presence. That's why we call for a season of fasting and prayer to be reminded of our own weakness and Press into the strength of God to say, God, we can't do it without you. Oh, maybe we've grown. Oh, maybe we're bigger. But God, do not, I I in no way ever, ever, ever mistake our growth and our strength to replace the power and omnipotent presence of the Almighty God. And as Haggai spoke, the Bible says that God says, I will be with you, declares the Lord. I love this, what it says in verse 14. It says, so the Lord stirred the spirit. And he started with the leader. He stirred the spirit of Zerubbabel, who was the governor of Judah. How many of you knows God can even touch politicians? You know it's a miracle when he does that. <laughs> and then he says, and he also stirred the spirit of Joshua, the high priest. I pray, oh, God, across Chicagoland, stir the hearts of pastors to preach the gospel and not tickle people's ears. We have hundreds of churches around Chicago. I pray, oh, God, may our preachers preach with power. May there be passion in the pulpit, truth that's proclaimed with love, but God, may there be truth uncompromising truth to the Word of God, not just bland, mediocre, lighthearted, nice little principles that don't call people to holiness, that don't move people to God, that don't call people to repentance. God, fill our pulpits with the fire of the living Jesus. So God stirred the hearts of the politicians. He stirred the hearts of the preachers. And then it says, and... The spirit of the whole remnant of the people, God stirred up the people and they came together and began to work on the house of the Lord Almighty, their God. When he stirred them together, they had a vision of the future. And when they had a vision of the future, they had power in the present to make a difference. You see, we don't have energy to make a difference unless we have a vision that compels us and we're stirred in our heart to make a difference. I heard, years ago I heard of a town that a reporter had gone into that was scheduled to be inundated. They were going to release a dam and the dam would inundate a whole village and so it would be, it would be drowned out. They did it for irrigation purposes. And the reporter went into the village that was about to be flooded, they were fighting the breaking of the dam, and he noticed that the houses were manicured, that the gardens were well kept, that fences were painted, that the streets were clean from debris, neighbors were out talking. And he interviewed the neighbors, and they all said, no, we love our town, we don't want it to be flooded, we don't want this to be destroyed, we're fighting, we're keeping, and he he noticed it it was a great little town. But the politicians and the powers that were be, they said, no, it's better, we have to flood this, we have to open this, this dam, or it'll cause problems. And so, once the town heard that the town would be flooded. The reporter went back a couple months later and he walked through the town and he realized there was debris in the streets. Gardens were unkept. Trash was out in front. And he interviewed some of the people. He said, what's going on here? This is a different town. And they said, well, you haven't heard the news. We're going to be flooded. If there is no vision for the future, there will be no power in the present To make a difference and work hard. I'm talking to someone here. If you have no vision for the future. You have no determination to work hard now. If you lost your vision. You'll lose your strength and energy. If you've lost a God given preferred vision of the future. You will be lethargic. Ramble on meaninglessly. Do the minimal. Just live in life. But if you have a God-preferred vision of the future, it's that vision of a God-given future that will motivate you to work hard for what God is doing. It'll get you out of bed in the morning, jumping out of bed in the morning, get that cup of coffee, get in the Word of God, praying like your life depends upon it because you're a man or woman with a mission and a God-given destiny to make a difference in this world that God has called us to live in until He comes again.
0: Regaining your God-given vision for the future. That's an encouraging and bold word from Pastor Mark Job on the new Bold Steps Weekend. Mark, I want to underscore your point that getting a vision for the future isn't something that we have to do on our own because when we make God the center of our life, He will be there and He will be working on our behalf and for us to make His vision for our life to happen. So would you wrap up today's message with a final word for that person who's feeling weak or weary about the race that's ahead?
1: You know, we all feel like that certain days, Wayne. We're just tired, and I'm talking to that person right now that you've been persevering week after week, month after month, and you're just plain old tired. I'm encouraging you to say, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So I want to challenge you in your weakness to press into God and and just say, Lord, I am very tired and very weak right now, so I ask that you would empower, strengthen and restore me.
0: Yes, very encouraging word, Mark, thank you. And every day it is our prayer here at Bold Steps Weekend that God would change our hearts and draw people to Himself. Well, Mark, you met a woman at one of our recent events named Nancy, who said that this program was there just when she needed the Moody Radio family the most.
1: My name is Nancy, and in 1971, I was going through a very dark, painful time in my life. I was thinking there's another way out. I couldn't stand the pain anymore. I didn't want to live. And it it was in the evening and I was listening to the radio and I was just turning stations just just to find something. And I heard this voice and it just really drew me and I listened to him. And what kept me listening to the program was I felt hope that I could still survive this situation that I was in and find hope and find something better just ministered to my heart. It kind of saved my life, I felt. So that's why I love Moody, and I want to continue to contribute to him. It was a lifesaver for me. I love that story. Wow, Nancy, that touches me. At a deep moment of darkness in her life. I, I love that she says this, I felt hope. I felt hope. You know how many times Wayne, I've heard that from people mm-hmm. that have told me I went through a season where I could barely get out of bed, or suicidal thoughts. Boy. But God ministered through Moody Radio, and of course, we know it's not Moody; it's the Spirit of God right. ministering right. Through using the radio. radio. Yeah, yeah, that's a powerful story. It is Thank indeed. you,
0: Nancy. Well, Mark, as you will know, we couldn't have this kind of ministry without the partners who come alongside us, and so we're grateful for listeners like Nancy. And thank you for your support. And if you'd like to partner with us, too, you can contact us online at BoldStepsWeekend.org. Or connect with us over the phone when you call 866-535-5580. Again, that's 866-535-5580. And then finally, you can give a gift of any amount in the mail when you write to us at Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois 60610. We are truly grateful for those of you who have made a decision to give a financial gift. And as our way of saying thanks for your generous support, we'll send you a copy of Drs. William Marty and Boyd Seaver's book, The Quick Start Guide to the Whole Bible. It's really a cheat sheet for understanding all the Bible's books and even the ones that are seemingly small and obscure. Once again, it's yours with a gift of any amount when you go to boldstepsweekend.org. While you're online, don't forget to sign up for the Bold Stepper Weekly. It's Mark's free weekly devotional that's delivered automatically to your inbox each Monday morning. Sign up today at boldstepsweekend.org. Well, that's all the time we have today. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and as you prepare to celebrate Thanksgiving this week, we want to wish you a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving. We also want to invite you to join us again next weekend when Mark begins the final message of this series. It's a valuable lesson about gaining a clear vision from the book of 2 Kings chapter 6. So be listening next weekend to Mark Joe right here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.